My friends, I've been sober now almost nine years in April 2023, 3,279 days. Today, it's been the best decision of my life. You will love hearing what I learned, the benefits of staying sober, some of the downsides and tips for success. I trust if you want more of these videos, you'll hit that like button and keep coming back to my videos because my Jerry Banfield Recovery YouTube channel is a part of me carrying the message and this is part of how I stay sober is by helping you and as many other people as I can to have the gifts of my life. So first, let me talk about the benefits. My God, my life drinking from 2003 to 2014 was very often very difficult. You hear people that are alcoholics say, oh, it's so hard getting sober. It's not. It's much easier getting sober than it is continuing with your drinking. If you're an alcoholic like me, I wrecked a car, I wrecked jobs, nearly ended my own life, almost hurt other people, and, and physically and emotionally just wreaked havoc all over the place with people, and the most of the damage fell on me. Being an active alcoholic, drinking is painful. It's lonely. It's scary. And yet, what happens is we get used to that pain. And then when I was 90 days sober, I confronted my fear that if I really get sober, if I really work this program, Alcoholics Anonymous, I go five days a week. I've went only a couple of days a week when I got started. And then I realized I either needed to drink and go back to how I was or go all in, really go through the book, get a sponsor, work the steps, live the steps, read the 12 and 12, read all the other AA literature, and then expand and grow my life. This thing that's weird is it seems like when we're trying to do something new that we haven't done before, our minds add this theoretical difficulty or fear, and it looks harder than it really seems. When I finally just confronted my fear of the unknown, that if I get sober at 90 days, if I really stay sober, I don't know what my life's gonna look like. And for some reason, that seems scary. But now, nine years sober, my body, my body has never been this healthy before. My body's health is amazing. I have no physical pain. I've eliminated 80 pounds of weight since I got sober. I love myself, I love my life. I've eliminated all the symptoms that I had when I used to drink. Things like headaches, neck aches, muscle pain, injuries, both as a result of drinking and as a result of being overweight. Things like sprained ankles. I uh, have eliminated all this emotional pain that would come up all the time and leave me reacting. Being sober is way better than drinking. The only downside to being sober is the necessity to face the truth which can sometimes be very scary and painful up front but it proves to be much easier than the suffering of alcoholism because when i'm sober when i first got sober life seemed to be getting worse because when i drank i put myself in this fog it's like alcohol poisons the human mind and in a state of being poisoned I can't clearly perceive what's going on in my life. And I'm just flailing around like a fish out of water, not really sure what's happening, and then blaming others for the problems. When we get sober, 
it's like our vision returns and we can start to see clearly things that are going on in our lives. Things like our own emotional problems, things like other people's issues, things like the unfairness of our society, things like our health problems. I remember and our finances start to become more painful because you don't have alcohol to take the edge off by blurring and obscuring the issue. For example, I remember about 10 years ago one day, I was facing some financial insecurity, wondering how my money situation was going to work out. And I just got drunk and forgot all about it and woke up the next day. And I'm like, whatever, I'll just try and it'll be fine. But then I get sober and now I can't stop thinking about my money problems. There's no relief. It's just every day, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? And this is why it seems like in our minds that getting sober is worse and that it seems like we should want to drink because we think that drinking solves our problem, but it's a lie. A Band-Aid does nothing to heal a wound. In fact, a Band-Aid, if left on a wound long enough, will contribute to the wound not healing and potentially getting worse. And alcohol is kind of like a Band-Aid. If you have an acute injury, sometimes it can feel better to put a Band-Aid on for a minute. But the longer you leave that Band-Aid on, it's more and more of a problem. And if you're the kind of person that, if you're honest with yourself, there is no having one drink or drinking like a normal person. My wife can have a drink or a few drinks a month and she doesn't think about it. It doesn't matter to her. There's no passion. There's no concern. It's something she can take or leave. And it's something she saw. She was drinking more in college. She realized if she kept drinking like that, she might become an alcoholic. So she cut drastically back to almost nothing and it didn't matter to her. The first step that you need to get sober is honesty. Because honesty makes it easy easier at least to get through early sobriety and to make changes what's difficult getting sober is that when you've programmed your mind to do something this way for so many years and then you try and go against the programming it feels like there's this devil and angel it feels like there's this tear and these pulls in different directions i'll help you with that what i've learned my spiritual awakening having had a a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps. My spiritual awakening is that I'm the operator of this body. I am not my mind. I am not the body. I'm the operator. Just like if I play a video game, like I, I play games in my studio and uh, I know that I'm playing the game, that I'm controlling what's happening in the game. I'm not the game and once the spiritual awakening is that i make the decisions for how this body thinks and how this body acts so what's difficult getting sober if you've drank a lot is when you've programmed your mind and your body and you've chosen to accept programming and to act on programming to make decisions then you pointed your whole mind and body and programmed everything like a computer that if I get sad, I drink. If I get happy, I drink. If I'm lonely, I'm drink. If I'm bored, I'm drink. If I uh, am confused, I drink. If it's a nice day, I drink. If it's a rainy day, I drink. Like some of these start to sound trifling, but when I drank from 2003, when I started, I didn't have all that alcoholic programming. I believe the lie that alcohol would help me have sex. 
And sure, if you're wanting to make some dumb sexual decisions and not face your own issues, for example, many alcoholics have had sexual trauma in childhood, as I experienced. Many alcoholics then find sex to trigger feelings of fear and panic. And then the lie that gets sold is that alcohol will take those away. Again, the Band-Aid, instead of dealing with the real issue and healing the real issue, let's just put a Band-Aid on this and proceed sloppily and make bad decisions in our life. When I believed that lie, I didn't have all the rest of this alcoholic programming. But one thing at a time, I started to program myself. Well, I'm bored. And my friends who drank, they're like, hey, you're bored? Here's how you drink when you're bored. And then I take that programming on. Oh, when I drink, I'm bored. Okay. And by the end of 11 years of drinking, basically every scenario called for a drink. Even towards the end of my drinking, family gatherings had never been an occasion to drink. But the end of my drinking, ah, you're having your family over for Christmas? Drink. And then when I get sober, the discomfort is that when I, as the operator, decide, okay, we're gonna go, we're gonna go the direction of being sober. That's what we're gonna do. But my mind and my body, I previously programmed that they should, if this happens, drink. If that happens, drink. If this happens, drink. And then uh, all my mind and my body are suggesting all the time is that I drink. And that was f left me feeling insane during my first 90 days. I'm going to AA meetings. I'm praying to stay sober. I eventually buy the book and start reading it. Meanwhile, my mind is like, drink, drink, drink. And my body's like, oh, we're miserable. We're dying. Drink. And uh, all I had to do was let other people help me and get through that transition period where I reprogrammed my mind. Look, we don't drink anymore. We stay sober no matter what. And after about 90 days, the mind and the body latched onto that. Like, oh, okay, he doesn't want to drink when he's sad anymore. He doesn't want to drink when he's happy anymore. He doesn't want to drink when it's time to play video games anymore. And after about 90 days, if you read books on habit, anywhere from a couple of months to six months is generally what it takes to reprogram a habit. And ultimately, I hear people about drinking is a disease. I don't believe that at all. Drinking is just programming. And if you want to take responsibility for your life, it's helpful to take responsibility and say, look, I programmed myself to drink, and therefore, with the help of other people, I can unprogram myself to drink. Because we, I started drinking with a lot of other people's help. All the advertisers and alcohol companies and movies, everybody who else who suggested drinking in any way helped program me to the positive parts of drinking. And in order to make habit changes, easier the natural way we program ourselves is with other people and repetition so when i i didn't immediately just start off drinking and being a lunatic i slowly worked my way into being an alcoholic and i did it one drink at a time one night of hanging out with people who drank more than i did at the time showing me how to drink more and that progressed into me drinking a liter of vodka by myself in my home with my wife while she's not drinking. And that's sad. I started drinking because it helped take the edge off the pain of loneliness. And by the end of my drinking, I was more, I was alone, even though I had a wife and had people who wanted to hang out with me. 
I was drinking to push people away. The benefits of being sober are practically limitless. I think our society has consistently sold us a lot of negative programming in order to keep us oppressed, in order to keep us compliant, to just get us to put our heads down and do whatever we're told. And uh, a lot of us, once we start getting sober, we also start getting angry. Well, why does this person make all this money and I do this crappy job that I hate and get nothing? Why do these people make all the decisions and I have no say? And often alcoholics get very revved up in early sobriety about things like politics, about things like the state of the world. And uh, this is where being sober is amazing. Because when I'm sober, I have a chance to truly make the world a better place, to be an example of, look, I don't need the pills. I don't take any medication. I haven't taken any kind of medication in years. I don't need drinks to take the edge off. I don't need cigarettes. I don't need vapes. I don't need any of that stuff. I don't even drink coffee occasionally. I have matcha tea, which is ground up green tea. That's I drink that and water. I don't need any of that crap. A lot of us start getting pissed off when we get sober and we start seeing all the ways the world has screwed us over. And while those may have a lot of truth to them, our power comes in from seeing what we can do about it. Well, what I can do is educate you that you don't need all this crap to help you get through a day. You, you, If you're like me, you can reprogram your mind, you can read books, you can be around people that love you, you can completely transform your mental and physical health. My body is, when I went to a holistic doctor a few years ago, they said I was healthier than 90% of their patients, which is amazing because when I was drinking, I was not healthier than the majority of people. I was way overweight. I threw up blood the last time I drank. I frequently had all kinds of symptoms, neck aches, headaches, etc. And now my health is so good, I don't know anybody that's in better health than I am. And yet I'm constantly looking to how I can get even better. If you want to stay sober, honesty helps make things obvious. What is crazy with alcoholics is the lack of any kind of perspective from the outside. When I was drinking, I remember my dad got sober when he was 40. And I remember the first six years of his drinking were rough and they weren't rough compared to what he did before I was born but they were still rough enough him coming home smashing things getting into fights at three in the morning being sick and throwing up with a hangover trying to take care of us going out to dinner ordering four rum and cokes as soon as we sat down and knocking those all out you know having the last time he drank he had like 40 50 rum and cokes and didn't even get drunk I remember my dad's drinking I remember knowing the truth about alcohol and then I remember choosing to forget it. And what makes being sober so much easier is seeing how what we're doing as alcoholics looks to other people. Because I will tell you now a time when I relapsed. I was sober in 2012 because I had this big fight with my wife and I was really scared of losing the relationship with her and I promised her I would never drink again. Of course, I managed to get 10 days away from her, which ended up with me being with my friends that I used to drink with and relapsing once. And then I swore to her, look, that's it. I'm not doing it again. After five months sober, 
I ended up telling her and everybody else that, look, I think I was a bit overreacting with the drinking. I think I can just have a few drinks. If I don't drink around you, I'll just drink out of town. That's it. That'll fix this right up. And my wife said, well, if you relapse, you know, if you feel bad about it, don't come crying to me. And then I called my dad up right before I drank. Now, my dad at this point had been sober about 20 years, right before he passed on. And he was so upset about my plans to relapse. Now, keep in mind, I was sober for five months and I'm calling my dad, telling him that I'm about to go out drinking with my friends and he was so upset about it. And I hung up the phone thinking, I don't understand why he sees it this way. This is good for me. I'm struggling when I'm sober and this is giving me the relief that I need. Now, fast forward a couple of years. I'm in Alcoholics Anonymous. My dad's passed away. I have massive pain from that, that alcohol is not working at all to take the edge off. My wife's about ready to leave me because, well, after that relapse in 2012, I just drank straight, you know, progressively got back to drinking, you know, liters of vodka at home all the time. I come into AA and I'm reading the book. I'm raising my hand. I do my four step and I'm starting to share my fifth step right at meetings, telling people about all my suicide attempts and other crazy stuff in my life. And I end up at home around 90 days sober with a, a bottle of my wife's liquor because I got rid of mine, but my wife had you know, one liter of half-drank vodka that was used for a family party four months before that she hadn't touched since then. And here I am confident like, oh, she can keep her liquor in the house, it's fine. She's at work, I get the liquor bottle in my hand and I'm praying to stay sober, but I'm so close to relapsing. And I got a thought that I hadn't had before. For once, I pictured from my wife's point of view what my drinking looked like. I had never considered what my drinking actually looked like if you were someone else. And that is selfishness and self-centeredness, which is the root of our problems. I imagined if I relapsed and my wife came home from work, she'd know as soon as she opened the door to the garage, she'd smell it, she'd hear the music, because I'd listen to like the same music and play zo Call of Duty Zombies and be ranting and raving. And I pictured how sad she'd be. And I pictured how hurt and how scared she'd be. And I picture her now trying to decide, because she said, I can't stand to be in this house anymore when you're drinking. I pictured her like having to make the decision, should she just go get back in her car and drive right over to her parents' house and leave me? Was this the end of our marriage? And I pictured that before I drank and I thought, wow, this is unconscionable. Like this is ridiculous. Like my poor wife doesn't deserve that. She's helpless over this and I have all power over this. I can stop that from happening. And that from her, while in my mind, my mind was trying to say, drinking's so great, it's so sexy, you should do it but I saw from my wife's point of view that that's one of the worst things I could do. And all of a sudden, instead of being turned on and really wanting to drink, I thought, oh my God, I am an idiot if I drink. I think I'm smart, but the truth is from anyone else's point of view, I'm a moron if I take another drink. 
I can't possibly call myself smart and drink again because no one who's nearly lost their life, nearly taken the lives of others, wrecked a car, wrecked jobs, wrecked computer equipment, so many video games and controllers, couches. No one who's had a half, if not a tenth of the negative experiences I've had drinking, no one that's smart would ever touch alcohol again. Only someone stupid would try and drink again and see if they could get away with it. And when I had that thought in my head, I I couldn't drink. I'm like, wow. The truth is I'm an idiot if I drink. And the truth is if I don't drink, maybe I can be smart. And then I had another thought right after that. I remember I thought of my mother who had just lost my father. They'd been married almost 30, 33 years or so. Here she is dealing with the death of her husband, which they were living alone. They were pretty isolated. Her losing my father was devastating. And now she's got her son who's 90 days sober. What's it gonna be like for her if she gets a phone call from either my wife or from me or from somebody else that I relapsed? What happens if I die? I had this feeling that if I relapse, I'm consenting to dying that I'm okay with dying. And I've pictured from my mother's point of view and I thought how horrible and unfair that would be. And I felt her emotions. I'm like, this is wrong. And uh, I got the gift of seeing from my mother and my wife's point of view, my drinking. And it has been very easy to stay sober since then. Because it's clear that anyone who cares about me sees very clearly that I should never drink again. And this is the spiritual awakening, is to get outside of ourselves and to see the truth. And the truth is, if, if you're an alcoholic like me and you drink again, you're not smart and you don't care about your family or anybody else in your life. But if you stay sober, maybe you can be smart. Maybe you do care about the other people in your life. Maybe things can go well for you. And man, I have a life today better than I can imagine. I'm a full-time YouTuber. Like, I'm, I'm in my studio. I'm just doing this today because this is what I felt inspired to do. I have this recovery YouTube channel. I haven't made a video on it in a few weeks. I'm like, wow, I'm slipping. I'm carrying the message on YouTube. I need to get a video up today. I play video games on Twitch, and lots of people watch me. 50, 100-plus people Watch me play video games on Twitch. I do videos on YouTube. I talk crypto. I talk business. I have hundreds of thousands of subscribers. In my second year sober, I made a quarter million dollars profit with my business online because for the first time, I wasn't handicapping myself with drinking. For the first time, I got to see what I could really do taking off the shackles that I had put on myself. And uh, I have a wonderful relationship with my wife today. I have two wonderful kids that I get to see morning, noon, and night. My mother and I have the best relationship we've ever had. She lives right across the street from me, which took a lot of love and a lot of work on our relationship before both of us were very excited for that possibility. And even though I have family members, some that are sober, some that drink, 
I'm able to have loving relationships with all of them. I'm able to set healthy boundaries. I'm able to live a life better than I could imagine when I got sober. So don't think for a minute that anything besides being sober is offering a better deal. And the trick is, is to find someone that they have what you want. That's what I did. When I looked around and I saw people who were sober and who loved their life and had meaningful lives and people loved them and they were helping people, I went to them. I shared my fist up. I said, this is my life. Now, how do I have what you have? And they shared their life and what they did with me and I started living from their example. My sponsor's known me since the day I came into AA in 2014, and he's a living example. He stays sober no matter what difficulties come up in his life. He keeps going to AA meetings no matter what things might get in the way of it. He stays sober whether he's got money or he barely's making his bills. And th I thank God for all those people who were at AA meetings when I needed them. I thank God for the, the men Ty, Bill, Bob, and had all, every one of them had been going to meetings my entire life. Ty, Bill, and Bob, two of them are, Ty and Bill are both passed on sober now, and my sponsor is Bob. He's in his 80s. He's got over 40 years sober. All three of them had been going to meetings since before I was born. All of them had consecutive sobriety since before I was born. And to me, if you want to see a higher power, I see, wow, that before I was born, there were people preparing to be ready to help me as soon as I needed them. And now, that's how I look at it today. I look at that I want to help as many people as possible get sober. And that maybe there's someone who hasn't even been born yet, that when they're ready to get sober, in hopefully not 10 years, but, you know, maybe maybe they'll start getting sober earlier. You know, 20, 30, 40 years, somebody will come along and be like, wow, you know, can you help me? Like Ty, Bill, and Bob helped me. So I'm so grateful for Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm grateful I finally took the time to record another video for this recovery channel. I trust if you watch all the way to the end, you will love more of these videos. And if you're thinking that somehow I have special abilities and you need to work with me or have me sponsor you, don't kid yourself. There's all kinds of people. The people, Bill, Bob, and Ty, who helped me get sober, they were nobody you would take notice of. They were all in their 70s. They all had were either retired or had very normal lives and they made a massive difference. I'm not special. There's tons of people like me. I've been guided that I need to carry the message on YouTube. That's what I need to do. You, there are a lot of people, I'm sure, wherever you're at, that can help you. If you, And that's ultimately the biggest tip to stay sober is get somebody else that can mentor you, a sponsor, a group of people. It makes it so much easier than trying. My dad did it himself with no sponsor, and that was the hard way, with no AA meetings. My dad, we all paid for my dad doing it the hard way. And uh, I looked at my dad's life and I'm like, I can't do that. I need help. And it's easier with help. 
So I really appreciate you watching to the end of this. I love you. You're awesome. I got, I'm got. i a full-time YouTuber and Twitch streamer. If you want to get to know me better, would love to see you live on my Twitch streams on Jerry Banfield Twitch and to see you on some more of these videos or see you around on my other channels.